Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, I just want to take a minute and talk about a product that we both love and use, and that is Simple Spectrum Supplement. Simple Spectrum is doctor formulated and third party tested, and they use only the highest quality of bioavailable ingredients. So it is free of all the junk and Simple Spectrum was designed with our kids and their sensory needs in mind. So it is unflavored dissolvable powder that is free of gluten, casein, added sugar, soy, Basically, it's everything you want and nothing that you don't want. Another reason why I love Simple Spectrum is because they are a brand that really educates and supports families, and they're putting out products that parents can trust. They also just recently came out with a fish oil that is awesome. I will say that we've been using Simple Spectrum for a while now, and when we first started using it with Logan, we really noticed a difference in his overall focus and attention, and that is something that the whole time we've been using it, we have continued to see the benefits of. So if it's something that you're interested in trying, you can go to their website. And if you use the code AIA at checkout, then you will receive free shipping on your order. So definitely, I totally recommend it. And like I said, if you want to try it, you can use the code AIA and you will get free shipping. Now on to the episode. everyone welcome to adventures in autism episode 161 i am megan carranza thank you so much for coming to listen if it is your first episode welcome so happy to have you and if you've been listening thank you so much for coming on back to the show and as always i really just like to start every week by saying thank you so much to everyone who is listening and supporting the show I have received many new ratings and reviews this past couple weeks. I had posted on Instagram too that we were really close to 200 reviews and you guys are amazing and I had some new ones come in so it's actually over 200 reviews now which is so exciting because A, I just love it and reading your kind words truly warms my heart and just makes me so happy but also that really does help other people to find the show and I don't know how that stuff works but somehow the more ratings and reviews you have the easier it is to search so if somebody you know out there could benefit from listening to a show like this then they can find it more easily so thank you so much it really does mean so so much to me and just hearing from you guys in general I I love it and having this community has been such a, a blessing to me and a real lifeline so I'm so glad that the podcast is helpful and we're just gonna keep on keeping on into year three now it's crazy and today's episode is going to be a solo show if you were listening over the summer you know I was doing more solo episodes mainly just because it's more difficult for me to schedule recordings in the summertime um but it was actually really fun to do the kind of summer series as I was calling it and basically it was just like mini episodes and I would kind of pick a topic or I had topics suggested and would just kind of share our experience on that topic. Um, not necessarily to be confused with a hot topic episode, <laughs> um, which definitely some more installments of hot topics coming soon. I'm kind of working on one right now and sort of gathering some research. Um, 
which I'll just say the next one I'm going to do is going to be all about medications and our kind of med journey. Um, it really has been quite a journey. We're almost into two years of this and we're kind of back at square one, to be honest with you. Um, we just in the past couple months have kind of taken Logan off everything. We just got a new psychiatrist. We had one appointment. We have another follow-up coming this week. So I thought it would be a good time to kind of dive into this whole med journey. So if you have any specific questions or, you know, things you want to hear about, again, the hot topics and like today, the mini episodes, really any, anytime I'm sharing a topic, I am really just sharing our experience in hopes that that's helpful for people to listen to. I know for me, it's always helpful to hear, you know, what other people went through regarding a certain topic and not even necessarily for advice, but just to kind of have like that solidarity of like, oh, this person gets it too. So yes, I've, I always want to give that disclaimer anytime I do a solo show that I'm real, I'm not trying to like give advice or, you know, sound like I've got it all figured out because guess what? I don't. Um, so with that being said, yeah, let me know if you have any questions specifically about medications. Um, and today I'm going to talk about separation anxiety, which this was a topic that had gotten suggested to me. I think it was more for a hot topic. I can't remember. That was a few months ago. And I had mentioned it on the show that somebody had, had suggested that as a topic. And then I got a bunch of more messages of people being like, yes, that would be a great topic. Do that one. Um, and I'm not, I, I don't consider this one a hot topic only because there's not like as much to say about it. And from my perspective, to be honest, um, which again, that's really all I'm sharing. So this is going to be more of a mini episode. And when it was initially suggested to me, I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's probably a good thing to talk about. I know it's something that a lot of you can relate to, but thankfully it's really not something that we deal with much anymore. So like I said, I didn't necessarily have that much to say about it, but when, yeah, when I brought it up on the show, it just, you know, kind of reiterated to me that so many of you do deal with separation anxiety with your kiddos. So I just thought I would kind of share our whole journey with it. And like I said, it's gotten a lot better. So there is hope on the horizon, I think, hopefully for, for many of you. But separation anxiety was something that we dealt with a lot when you, when Logan was younger. And to be honest with you, when I was thinking back on like when that changed or when that got better, I think it kind of has some ebbs and flows, but I, I really feel like it was somewhat recently, like in the last year or so that we have really seen a change. And I should back up by saying it wasn't separation anxiety is something we've dealt with really since he was a baby, but it was only like in certain situations. So when Logan was very, very little, he was the kind of baby that like would go to anyone and was, I mean, I've said this before, but he was just like the happiest, sweetest baby, like truly never cried, was like, so go with the flow. Like we could take that kid anywhere, do anything. He was just like, I can't stress it enough. He was truly just a dream baby. And anytime like we had someone come babysit for him or whether we were, you know, actually leaving or if we were just like at a party or something and he was kind of being passed around, that sort of thing, 
he never had an issue. Like he was completely fine. And then I would say around the time he was probably around like a year and a half, which is when a lot of our sort of like behaviors and sort of more like red flags or concerning behaviors started to emerge. That was when we kind of started to see the beginning of separation anxiety. And I remember like in particular, um, some of you probably know this, but I am a makeup artist. So I work a lot on the weekends and thankfully Manny is, was usually home with Logan. Like anytime I had to work, but, um, with Manny's job, he always has to work one Saturday a month and you know, I do like weddings and stuff. So (laughs) that's usually when I would have to go do a wedding and I would often have my mother-in-law babysit. Manny's mom would babysit on like Saturdays when I had to go to work and, it was really challenging because Logan, I mean, again, sometimes he was okay, sort of depending on his mood, but then other times, I mean, I would leave and he was just like a absolute sobbing, hysterical mess. And I felt so terrible and it was just awful. And I would say the majority of the time was more like that, was more like he was really upset and didn't want me to leave and was just crying. And I was just heartbroken and felt so terrible. Um, And, you know, it wasn't like he wasn't used to my mother-in-law or didn't know her. It was just difficult for him to, to, to be away from, from me. Like he was just very attached. I was too, (laughs) still am. Um, so that's kind of like my, my early memories of separation anxiety. And then as Logan got older, it did start to get worse. I remember when he started preschool, that was, oh my gosh, that was like such a, the first week or so, it really was a week. It was the first week was just so, so difficult. So he was three at that time and I was pregnant with Liliana. So I was like hormonal mess. And I remember actually the first day he was okay. I think because a couple weeks before that him and I had gone to sort of like meet the teacher and see his classroom and I was with him that whole time. So the first day I, I dropped him off and he was super excited to like get into the classroom and, you know, play with other toys and stuff. So he kind of like lost sight of me for a minute. And of course I had kind of, I mean, I said bye to him, but I, I, I sort of did it in a discreet way, especially cause I was losing it. I was literally walking out of there, like snotting, sobbing, trying to like hold it in. <laughs> um, so that first day he was okay. Cause he was like distracted enough, but then like the second, third, fourth, fifth day, once he knew, oh no, mom's going to leave, then it was really hard. And he was so upset. And it was like, even when we like got to the parking lot, like he knew and he was crying and I just felt absolutely horrible. That was so hard. And that was one of those things where we just had to like, you know, grin and bear it, just like get ourselves through it. And honestly, after the first week, he did really well. We never had any more issues with him going to school or being crying or being scared or anything. We've always been really lucky that Logan loves school. So that has like never been an issue. Thank God. Um, because you know, school's (laughs) very important and something that he really enjoys. So I feel for you if you have a kiddo that is, you know, like every day having the struggle with getting them to school, if they're crying, that's so tough. Um, like I said, the separation anxiety that we've dealt with, 
aside from that very first week of school, we have not dealt with that in terms of school. But what I will say is, like I was saying, as Logan got older, his separation anxiety got worse. And it wasn't just with me. It was definitely with Manny too. Um, so like, especially on the weekends, like he wanted all of us together all the time, like no ifs, ands, or buts. And then it also was even getting bad if we had people coming over. As soon as somebody came to the house, he would start crying and freak out because he thought we were going to leave. And what he would do is he would take me and Manny, he would like take our hands and make us sit on the couch. And it wasn't even like we could just like sit on the end of the couch. He wanted us to sit all the way back, like with our back to it and like just sit there. And he would put us there. And if you, if you moved an inch, he would place you right back and he would stand there and watch you. And he would like take a few steps, like glance back, like, okay, you still there? You're still in your spot. And again, if we moved, he would come right back and sit us right there. And God forbid, if we like stood up, all bets were off. Like it was hysterics crying again. Um, and then once he realized that we weren't leaving, usually after like 20, 30 minutes, I mean, it took a while, then he would let us kind of get up and roam freely. But this was really hard <laughs> for a long time. Cause like we are, we also like hosting because just in general with Logan, I like hosting. Cause I feel like having people at our house is just easier. Our house is very like Logie proof and he likes going other places. So we, we will, we do that. But I mean, we all, it's, it's definitely, it's not necessarily as fun for me or Manny. Cause one of us has to be like on him all the time that he's not, you know, like getting into their bathroom and looking for their toothpaste or searching their house for candy. And just, you know, in general, eating their candles, eating their plants, stuff like that. So we always have hosted quite a bit. Um, we also have like, just like a, we have a big yard. So we always have kids here. It's just like, we have a, a house that's very like conducive for that. But yeah, for years it was really tough because every time we'd host and you know, it's like when you're in hosting mode, you've got a million things to do. You're trying to get people drinks, get the food out and all that stuff. But I always knew like the first 20 minutes of a party, I would have to be parked on the couch or Logan would freak out. <laughs> um, so that was just kind of what we did for a long time. And then even as Logan got older, we, it's only been like more recent that we have started having babysitters outside of like my mom or my sister. My mother-in-law doesn't babysit as much anymore. She has like some back issues. So it's really difficult for her to get like up and down the stairs. So, um, we've had really like my mom and my sister have been our main babysitters for the past like several years. Uh, we've had Logan's old preschool teacher babysits for us too. And we love her. And she's probably like the only person that again, up until recently, Logan like was okay being left with because again, he loves school. She was his teacher at school. So I think he just has like positive <laughs> connection with her and he just adores her. Um, but yeah, it's only been recently that we've actually like met with a few babysitters and have had them come over because we've like felt confident enough to leave Logan. Um, and I wish I had like concrete, um, reasoning as to why that is, or that I could say like, oh yeah, if you do this, like it's going to help so much. Um, but unfortunately I think this is just one of those situations where it's like time and maturity, go into it so so much and I mean Logan is almost nine he's gonna be nine in December so like I said it's really only been the past like year or so that we have gotten to this point 
Um, and yeah, I, 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 there isn't like any one thing that I can pinpoint and say, oh yeah, we did that. And it worked really well for him. I think, I think he just kind of like understands things more now. Like again, when people come over now, he's not worried that we are going to, that we're going to leave. Like he's always really happy to have everyone come over and, and see everyone. He's super excited. Um, even like, yeah, with, with babysitters, he's, he's not like nervous being, being, meeting new people or having Manny and I leave. He's, he's really okay with it. And I think one of the biggest signs of that, and I think I mentioned this on the podcast, but Logan, um, he slept over at my mom's house for the first time just a couple months ago, or maybe even like less than that. And then this past weekend we did another sleepover, which I can't even explain to you like what a huge accomplishment that is for him. I remember when he was also, when he was younger and I was working a lot, um, I would sometimes bring him to my mom's house if I had a job like out by her. And there, again, even with her, there were so many times where I would have to leave and he was just crying and upset and it was awful. And he, I mean, my mom has been like the, probably the main babysitter since he was little. So, I mean, again, he's like super comfortable with her, but it just was still really hard for him to leave me. And then even so, like, I mean, even once he was okay with her, like babysitting him, I never could have imagined him being away from me and Manny for a night. Like that would just, that was like not even in the realm of possibility. And then there, it was back in the summer, I had taken the girls over for a sleepover because they love sleeping over there. And that first time it, it was like, Logan, I could tell he like wanted to stay. And he literally like went up to my mom's bedroom and wanted to lay in her bed and was just like cuddled up in there. Like, okay, mom, I'm, I'm comfortable. Bye. But I felt so bad because I hadn't packed anything for him. So I didn't have him stay that time. And I was like, I promise we'll try again. We'll bring all your stuff. And we did. A few weeks after that, we we tried the first sleepover. And he did great. He was, like, super happy to be there. And that first time, unfortunately, he did not sleep very well. But that's not, like, really outside of the possibility with him. We always know that that could happen. Um, but even so, he was he was still really happy and, like, in a good mood and was had no issue with us leaving or him getting upset or anxiety or anything um and then thankfully this past weekend same thing like he was super excited and happy really enjoyed his time there and he actually slept this time he woke up really early but he slept through the night which is very exciting so I mean yeah if that if that doesn't give you a little bit of hope <laughs> I really hope it does because I I truly like I don't even think I could have imagined that like definitely not a couple years ago, but maybe even a year ago. I don't think I could have imagined Logan, like us taking him to my mom's for a sleepover and him, you know, wanting to stay and like not being nervous. It's it's just, it's crazy to think that like he really has come so far. And again, I think it's, it's just a sign of, you know, him maturing and kind of like growing up and, and just sort of like understanding how, how things work more. Um, I mean, we've seen this in like so many areas, but that this is another one that again, when it was first brought up to me as separation anxiety, it was, it was kind of like an afterthought of like, oh yeah, like we used to deal with that a lot. And, you know, we just don't deal with it as much anymore, which is really awesome and, and wonderful. Um, I will say another, another thing that we had dealt with as far as like the separation anxiety and, and things that we did especially when like, like I said, in terms of babysitters, 
there was a long time, and honestly, it still happens, where Manny and I did not go to events together. Um, and the reason for that, again, is because, like, we just, we could not leave Logan with a babysitter, especially somebody who had to, like, put him to sleep. Like, I, I would have, like, my sister put him to bed, um, and maybe occasionally my mom, but even then that was always really hard was him falling asleep like without me or Manny even if we didn't like lay with him um we've gone like through phases off and on where we have to lay with him at night and thankfully um most of the time he's he's able to we just kind of like you know tuck him in turn up his sound machine turn off the light he does watch an ipad to fall asleep um so he'll watch like youtube or whatever for a little bit and then he just passes out but for there, there was definitely like, like I said, kind of phases where we'd, we'd have to lay with him. Um, and he did not do well going to sleep for other people. Like it was just a real, it was a struggle and we would, you know, we felt bad for him. We felt bad for the person watching him. So yeah, I can't tell you like how many events, like if it was like my thing, I would go alone. If it was Manny's thing, he would go alone and the other would, would stay home with Logan or, you know, things that we, we really kind of wanted to do together or things that we would have been really beneficial to have both of us there. That's just kind of like that sacrifice that you make. And I'm not saying it was ideal because it wasn't, but for a long time, that was just what we had to do. Like it was just too difficult to, you know, have a sitter that, that could do, like I said, put them to bed and especially Logan, like, like do all those things. And yeah, I don't know. Some people, maybe you're listening to that and thinking like, well, that's not an option for us. Like we have to do these things together. But if, if it's easier for your child to, you know, have like a, a parent put them to bed and they would do better in that way. I don't know. That's something to consider. Um, like I said, for us that, that for a long time, that was kind of like our only option. And it's really just been more recently that we're like, okay, we can, you know, have somebody like actually come and, and put them to bed and like, it'll be okay. Or what we would do a lot. And we still do this often too, is if we have a babysitter, we will put them to bed first and just go out later. So that's another thing that I don't know if other people do that too. Our kids do go to bed pretty early. We've started just recently putting them to bed at like eight o'clock, but up until very recently, they, I mean, they went to bed like seven, seven thirty. That was not uncommon, especially because Logan especially wakes up really early and he has started sleeping later. So that's why we've kind of pushed the bedtime back a little bit. And we were kind of like, well, he's nine now. So a seven or seven thirty bedtime is maybe a little extreme. So we let him stay up till eight, but yeah, there's very often if Manny and I are going on a date night, it's like, you know, an eight thirty date night and we're okay with that. That's fine. Um, yeah, now we have a little more flexibility, which is nice because he is doing so much better. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's really all I have to say about the separation anxiety. I, I, again, I know it's, it's really tough. Um, I will say something that they worked on like in ABA with Logan was always having like photos of us and like talking, just talking through of like, there's even that Daniel Tiger episode of like grown ups come back, <laughs> um, which I'm dealing with it now with my three year old. Uh, she started preschool and she some days she's totally fine, but some days she still cries at drop off and we do that. We sing the little grown ups come back. I dealt with it with with Liliana, too, at the start of kindergarten. She she never had an issue with preschool, I think, because it was a half day. But then 
when kindergarten started, she was telling me like for the first couple weeks how much she missed me and how the day felt really long. And I had told her teacher, I'm like, I'm going to send a few photos for her like in her backpack. So if she gets sad and misses me, she can like look at the photos. Cause again, that was something they did like with ABA would just talk about family members and how we'll always be coming back and all whatnot. Like, especially when he did, um, clinic hours and I had to drop him off at the clinic. He never had an issue with it, but it was just something they, they would always kind of do with him. And I thought that was a good idea. So I was sending these photos with Liliana and then her teacher ended up just making like a family photo board for all the kids in the class. Cause you know, it, it is, it is a long day and kindergarten is, is a, is a big transition for sure. So yeah, separation anxiety is definitely not just an autism thing for sure. I think it affects a lot of kids and it's, like I said, even with, with the girls, like it's, there's things I think you can do to kind of like help, but I think so much of it is just like time and maturity. Liliana has no issue now. She, every now and then she'll say, oh, I missed you today. But for the most part, she's completely fine. I forgot about the picture thing though. That might be a good idea if, if, if that's something you think your kiddo would help your kiddo. Manny even said there was a couple weeks ago where I, I had gone out with, with some friends. So he put the kids down and Liliana was missing me and she went to sleep hugging one of my pictures. I'm not kidding. Isn't that adorable? <laughs> when I got home, he's like, you really need to go see her because she's literally hugging one of your pictures. And she was, it was very cute. Um, so yeah, pictures, pictures are a good thing. We also have pictures like up all over the house too. So if, you know, if you don't have to like give your kiddo a certain picture, but if you have photos framed at home, you can say like, okay, mommy's leaving, but look at my photo. Maybe that will give them a little bit of comfort. Um, and just know like solidarity. I am with you. I've been there. I have left many a screaming, crying, hysterical child, and it does not feel good. It feels terrible, but I'm also here to say that we lived through it. And, you know, here we are just a few years later and things are, I mean, exponentially better. I can't even explain Like I said, the, the sleepovers, like that's, it's crazy to think that like, that's, that's where we've, we've gotten in all this. Um, and really awesome too, to be honest with you. Cause like when I was little, I used to sleep over at my grandma's house and I really do have like such wonderful, like childhood memories of doing that. My sister and I would sleep over and my grandma would, you know, like make us dinner. We would watch TV shows with her. Oh, I could get emotional. I'm not going to get into that too much, but it, it, like that kind of stuff is so special to me. So, you know, there's, there's so many things that I feel like Logan doesn't necessarily get to do or that he does, but they're just like different than, you know, like his typical peers. Um, and that's fine. And we've adapted to all of that, but when there's, when there's things that he gets to participate in and especially like, I'm such a freak for anything nostalgic and that's my own thing, but especially stuff like that, that I have like such like precious memories of, it just, it warms my heart. It makes me so happy. And I know that him and the girls, like every time they're at my mom's having a sleepover, you know, they're, they're making memories and that like truly nothing means more to me than that. So on that note, that's all I have to say there. If you have a, a you know, a separation anxiety story, let me know. I'm always here if you need to vent or, or talk. Um, never hesitate to reach out. Actually, speaking of that, I did want to throw this out there. 
Um, I, before COVID, I really wanted to put together some kind of event and I wanted to make it like a big thing, like some kind of like live event where, you know, we can have like people meet up and maybe we'll, we'll do like a show and yeah, I wanted to make it like a really cool thing. Well, then of course, you know, COVID happened and it's not going away. So I'm not sure if I'll be doing like a show anytime soon, but I've had several people recently ask me if I would consider doing some kind of like meetup for local people. Um, so if you are in the Chicagoland area or surrounding area, um, and you would be interested in doing something like that, let me know because I mean, I would love to, you know, meet you guys in person and just get to like chat with you and hang out. That would be so much fun. And I would want to do something like really casual, like, I mean, truly like meet at like a Starbucks or something. <laughs> um, but I would love to know like who would actually be interested in doing that and, you know, how we could make that work. Obviously with COVID, we still want to, you know, be cautious and do that in a, in a careful way. Um, but yeah, several people recently, like local people have been like, hey, would you consider doing a live event or a, a meetup, I should say. And I would love to do that. If, if you guys would be interested, let me know. Cause I think that could be really fun. And like I said, super casual, like, I don't know, maybe we could meet somewhere for dinner, but I was thinking more like coffee or something like that. Um, you know, I love coffee, so that's always a good thing. Um, but that is all for today. So if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast, on Instagram at Adventures in Autism Pod, or you can email me at Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. Again, I always love hearing from you guys. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, I would love to have you. The best way to do that is to send me an email with like a little backstory about, you know, your journey, what you'd like to talk about if you were on the show. That would be awesome. I have several wonderful recordings in my vault right now that I'm super excited about and a few scheduled coming up that are going to be awesome too. So lots happening over here. If you have another hot topic or mini episode topic you would like me to, to talk about, I, I think it's nice to have these because then I get asked a lot like, oh, do you have an episode about this or about that? And, you know, these these topics come up on other episodes, like in conversation, but it's nice to have like a specific episode to direct people to if they're, you know, looking to hear about a certain topic. So yes, if there's one that is interesting to you, let me know. I'm always up for suggestions. And again, if you are enjoying the show and you'd be so kind to leave a rating and review on Apple podcast. I would really appreciate it. If you're enjoying listening, you can share it anyway. That's probably like the best thing you can do is like tell a friend. If you're listening, take a screenshot, post it on social media, tag me. I love that. It makes me so happy to know you guys are listening and just enjoying the episodes, but that is all for now. And until next time, take care.